What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Chronicles of Runeterra, the best arcane, best and probably only arcane podcast around. I am Mike. And I'm Sean. And we are here to rock your world, baby. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) What did I sign up for? Now that's how you open a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Um, uncomfy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is like watching the Jinx and Silco scenes all over again. Oh, God. Um, Super uncomfy. (laughs) um, But anyways, all right. Yeah. So we are, uh, as I said, um, an arcane podcast. Uh, we are going to be going through all of the Riot Cinematic Universe, or I should say League of Legends Cinematic Universe shows as they come out. So make sure to subscribe and stick with us all the way through. Um, but yeah, Arcane is the only one we got right now, so we're definitely going to be focusing on that. <laughs> we're almost done. This is the first episode of the third arc. So, I mean, let me ask you this first before we start. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to know that soon you won't have a new week of another arc? Um, Are you, I mean, this podcast, like, take that out of the picture because it, it's stressful whenever a new one releases because we're like, oh, God, we got to get yeah, this thing done. Yeah, we have done. to do all three of them at once kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but just in the, for the pure entertainment portion of it, like, how are you going to feel? When, when it's all done? When, yeah, whenever these, you know, we watch or we watch and review these last three episodes up till now. Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be lost. I'm going to be like a blind man wandering in the desert, like until I find Oasis again, known as Arcane Season 2. Yeah, it's just, it's been such a wild ride that I'm, you know, it's kind of like once, I don't know, uh, when was the last time you went to Six Flags? Like, was it recently oh, at all? Shit. Uh, yeah, I know, right? It's been forever. Like 10, 10 years ago minimum. I know. Like, when's the last time it, I ever had fun? I yeah. don't remember. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like whenever you get off the Titan and you're just like, you're like, yeah, I'm not going to experience anything like that for a long time. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's that, that's what it feels like. It's almost, it's, it's sad, but also like you're almost in a state of like relaxation like cuz mm-hmm. you just you took it all in but yeah i don't know man it's it, it, it's similar um i think the way i would compare it is it's the, very similar to how i felt after uh invincible you know where yeah. like you just you watch it and you're just like whoa i just experienced something like completely different and fresh and just really like rich in character Feels great. and in the world and yeah, it's just you feel like you need to amazing. light a cigarette afterwards. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. How no, do you I, feel? I, I mean, I I am feeling like I need a, a week. I don't mind a week off to emotionally recharge. Yeah, you know what I mean because it's been a wild ride of emotions, right? Well, but, and it, it's one of those. I just recommended it to a buddy of mine, and. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, you know, he, he's a single dad and everything, and, and he gets really kind of um, uh, vulnerable when it comes to these kind of stories. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just prepare yourself. Like, it's going to be a wild ride, but at the end, you're going to you're gonna fall in love with it. And he's just like, yeah. oh, it's one of those. <laughs> he's like, well, it's, yeah, been exactly. a, it's been a minute, so he's ready for it. And I'm like, okay, good luck, buddy. And I just sent him off, so... Um, yeah, he's it's a show that comes with a lot done, of baggage. So. It, you just get a lot of baggage from it. A lot of oh, and baggage. I just I know it's one of those shows where it's going to hit people differently, mm-hmm. depending on on you know your life experiences and stuff. Like I just yeah. I know there's 
there's going to be some people and it, it you know it's it's sad but it's also amazing that they're able to find something um in 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 a you know modern media that that can really resonate with them you know and it, it's like you know the reason why it, it resonates and it's it's you know traumatic but it's at the same time there needs to be that that expression out there so other people can can sympathize with it right mm-hmm. um and i think this this shows is um taking leaps and bounds in that direction it is it is a um who would you call it it's almost like a like an expose on on um you know the sister dynamic you know coupled with you know trauma right like yeah um so yeah no i i I could go on all day we haven't even started talking about the episode i'm just kind of geeking out definitely everyone everyone feels something from this so yeah. It's pretty cool to just watch it all roll out. And it did hit IMDb's. It's the 14th, yeah, 14th. greatest yeah. show, show in the world uh, rated by IMDb. It's up so. there with Breaking Bad and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, True Detective and Band of Brothers, all those. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's pretty phenomenal and it's cool to, like, because that's the thing is, you know, uh, us as league players, like, we went into Arcane going, we're going to enjoy it. You know, it, it's got our favorite characters and stuff, but we really just were not prepared for what we got. So not at all. Um, and uh, the fact that that, you know, people are recognizing it. Unfortunately, I, I will say it's like number one in 52 countries with exception mm-hmm. to America. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I, I saw it on a couple of reviews. They're like, oh, live action. I'm like, why? Like this thing was perfect. Like I, mm-hmm. th- there's certain things, and and we'll go into detail um, as they come up, um, and it's going to be very obvious whenever we bring it up. But there's certain things that you're just like, it's it's almost a disservice to just pigeonhole yourself into live action when you have so much creative freedom um, to be able to animate now. That comes like, with animation, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and part <laughs> of it's just like, you know, logistically, like think of the there, the, the think of it this way, right? Here's just one example. Like with animation, you can put a camera in a wall, right? Like you can have it, you can, you can remove that wall if you want, put the camera in and then as they spin around, put the wall back, right? Like Mm -hmm. it, so it's, it allows you just as a, as a director to be able to go in and envision uh, a story from beginning to end and not have to worry about the, the logistical constraints of live action where, you know, like, for instance, Dune that came out recently, mm-hmm. amazing film. Right. But right. there were scenes that they had to, uh, you know, cut um, or they just weren't able to get them filmed because of the environment. Right. Like because mm-hmm. they, they they filmed it all out in the, the desert and there were certain times of day that you had to get that scene because it wouldn't make sense if this scene was taking place in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like it's one of those things where whenever you embrace animation and uh, you really appreciate it, you start to really see like the the creative liberties that they can take with it. Part of it, too. And this is me personally, like I have a real uh, affinity for these characters. Right. And it part of it is like when it, with animation, you can fully realize these characters so mm-hmm. you can go, OK, we can find the best voice actor. Right. For this character. Right. We can um, model this character to look exactly like the these um, players experience them in the game. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can, um, uh, you know, do that 
multiple times with multiple different characters all at once, right? Yeah. And unfortunately with live action, it's like, yeah, you're going to get the occasional like, you know, bangers where it's like, okay, you got, you know, Tony Stark as Iron Man or, or um, you know, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and whatnot, right? Um, but even then, like, you have to make sacrifices because Wolverine in the comics is actually like, he's something, you know, like 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, like yeah, he's really short. Tall. Yeah. Hugh Jackman is uh, a very tall man. I think he's like six yeah. two or something like that. Yeah, he's he's over six feet. Yeah. yeah, and so that's the thing is like like th- just there. There's an example of how you can't um, maintain that fidelity per yeah. se. Some from, things you just can't change. Yeah, yeah, and uh, with animation, you just don't have those limits anymore. You, yeah. you it doesn't and not matter to if that budgetary okay. restrictions as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we'll we'll get into this in in um, the next episode probably, but. Uh, there is a, a character that's voiced by a, a very, um, I shouldn't say, very, she's an older lady, right? However, mm-hmm. like, she's in a younger body in the character, and she sounds amazing, you know? Yeah. And you're just like, okay, like, this is what I want. I want the, these things to all come together and uh, to, to make the, the perfect representation of this character, right? right. Um, rather than having to, to make those sacrifices like you would in live action. So, um, but anyways, that, that I will get off my soapbox with that, but uh, North America, <laughs> you're letting us down, man. Like you get up there. Like there, there's no reason for this not to be um, at least in the top, top three. So um, yeah, I have genuinely yeah. no idea why it's not been top 10. It's, it's, uh, it's been insane for me. It, it's so weird. I've recommended it to people and they're like, Oh, I'm not a big fan of animation. I'm like, but you, you go to every Pixar movie. What? Like, it's like it's just kind of weird to me. I think they they see it and they're like, oh, it's it's like a cartoon. They just write it off too quick. Yeah, yeah and I'm just like, no, it's it's a 3D model that's painted on. Like it's it's literally, you're literally I getting the best of both time, worlds. Like <laughs> yeah, I think with time and like more awareness, like it'll it'll be getting out there. And yeah, that you just need to watch it. But yeah, I mean, Anyways, obviously, yeah. you can tell we all have strong opinions on this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sean is he told me several times now he's no longer seeing. Any live action movie ever? No, nope, only nope, animation. I've cut them all out. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, starting um, with that Cowboy Bebop thing, but uh, cowboy, anyways, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's for our Cowboy Bebop podcast. That's <laughs> if you <laughs> want to hear us shit on never. Cowboy Bebop uh, live action, then let us know. So, <laughs> but all right, well, let's go ahead and uh, get back to the good stuff. We're going to go ahead and start with episode se- seven, as I mentioned. Oh, mm-hmm. I forgot to do my little quick shameless shilling plug here. There you go. Um, let me just say, you know, guys, thank you for listening. Um, hopefully you guys have been riding along this whole time up till episode seven. Um, and hopefully you haven't shut it off after uh, Sean's rant about live action. Uh, <laughs> but I think that uh, if you guys really want to go the extra mile and help us out, just make sure you go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five star review. It really helps out a lot with visibility. You know, if you want us to read off your comment in a special voice of one of the characters whether you like him whether you hate him whatever uh you can go ahead and leave that down in the comments and we'll give it our best shot um but yeah let's go ahead and start now done with that i love not having a patreon because like i don't have to worry about asking begging for money you know what i mean (laughs) so that always feels good yeah yeah i just Um, do that off the podcast you know exactly yeah yeah, we do that too much in real life anyway so (laughs) (laughs) um but no all right so let's go ahead and start episode number seven so um this was a definitely a unique way to start an episode we have not had one start like this before what were your thoughts on this kind of music animated music video it's animated so it's your favorite thing Mm -hmm. animated music video thing (laughs) coming into it for the firelights 
Um, I, I will say, I just, I mean, the art in this show just never fails to impress. Um, the, it's really, really well done in that respect. I do have to say, I was not like in love with the song. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was, it was one of those where it's like, oh yeah, it's a fun song. I thought it fit the mood perfectly. Um, and it really give you, gives you like this cool, you know, like, um, I hate to say this word, but it gives you this cool vibe of, of exactly what the firelights are. Um, and immediately <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, this is like the Robin Hood uh, of the <laughs> of right, the universe, right? right. right? Um, I think there was even a point where he says, I take from the rich and give to the poor or something like that. And I was, I was like, oh, okay. Like they're really <laughs> hitting mm-hmm. the nail on the head. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I thought it was cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, same here. Uh, it wasn't too much to say, which by the way, let me go ahead and mention this because I, I'm just curious to see. We are trying to, so we're not going quite as in depth as basically repeating everything yeah. that happened in each episode. We're trying to do a slightly more abridged version. So, you know, let us know if, if this is like such a turnoff for you guys and you like the super in depth one, let us know in the comments. Um, get at us somehow. Find us. Find us on the streets <laughs> if you have to. Let us know. You, you can message us on on Twitter too, like well, yeah, we or look you can at go the to Twitter, Twitter all the time. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. So we got the we, got we the have Twitter, the social so medias. Yeah, we, we have social that. media. It's a thing. C O R underscore Pod. You can find us there, and yeah, you can add us, and you can yell at us, or you can say, "Hey, great job!" But um, yeah, so we're gonna try a slightly abridged version. It's still gonna be very in depth, but just um, you know, let us know whether you like it or, or you don't. But anyways, back to it. Um, I really liked it. I definitely, it was a cool way to intro it. Um, I'm just a fan of trying different things. Yes. Like, I feel like, especially in your first season. Well, no, not even just especially. Like, because, uh, like, I don't want a show to get complacent either as it goes on. So, all the time, just, yeah, experiment with the new things. Because that's how you find cool shit, well, right? And I think, too, like, I mean, th- this is one of those things where they've kind of set that expectation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with being bold and making making tough decisions and, and uh, you know, and, and yeah. taking risks, right? And I yeah. think they, since they've set that expectation with, with the audience, like, they're going to be a lot more forgiving whenever you do try something crazy and maybe it doesn't work out as well. They're still willing to kind of go like, eh, I'm glad they tried it anyways, you know? And that's, that's exactly, kind of how yeah. I, I feel with, you know, a lot of uh, things. I mean, everything in here I, I really enjoyed, but... Uh, if I, for some reason I didn't, I still would have had that attitude of just like, yeah, I'm just glad that they tried it. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree. Like it's, especially right now it's, it's time to be bold in you know, your, your cinematic choices. Yeah, And I, yeah. I think that they, they fucking do it, dude, which I, so I respect the hell out of it. And, and this was a good one. I, I personally really enjoyed it. The song for me, once again, it's not, it wasn't like a, oh shit, I got to go download this right now, yeah. but it definitely it felt right. You know, I, yeah. I liked it. I like Echo a lot. You can tell they're, well, I mean, we're going to talk about, you know, they didn't reveal that it was Echo quite yet. But, you know, you can definitely tell with the firelights, I guess, at large, they're really cultivating like a certain type of, of um, culture to them, I guess. And uh, I, I love it, dude. Like, as you said, it's kind of like this Robin Hood mentality um, for them. And, you know, they're they're taking care of those in need. And uh, they kind of got this rebel vibe to them. And I, I fucking a modern rebel vibe. And yeah. I dig it, dude. Um, so, yeah, like this this innate stick it to the manism. Yeah. You know? 
I'm all so, for that. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Eat the rich, stick it to the man. I love it. Um, but yeah, so a big fan of that. They did a, a good job with it. Um, but let's go ahead and, and move down to the, the next thing that happens. Uh, so basically, this shot uh, comes in right after, you know, the episode six finale, whenever we see them hauled off Caitlin and Vi, and we're wondering what happens to them. So, um, when we first see them, we see them just tied to a post, right? And mm. we see that they have bags on their head. One cool thing that I really liked that they did here was that they showed the perspective of inside the bag while they were talking. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that. <laughs> like, that was such a tiny detail. But once again, it's just a cool cool shot, right? Like, yeah. uh, I, I definitely get you more, you know, into the, the actual perspective and feelings of the character and kind of what they're going through and feeling right then. And it was it was really cool. Um what what other parts did did you like about this scene specifically? I mean, it, up until you know the leader of the firelights comes in, there's there's one point where uh, Vi kind of calls Caitlin out, and she's like, you know, um, you're not just here uh, for to. Uh, what, what was he trying to say? I'm I'm like looking at it right now. They both called um, each other out, and it was. Um, Kate oh, yeah, like, was what, like, what the you hell didn't tell you me Jinx was here. your sister. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then, well, she didn't, and then she said, Vi said, well, you didn't tell me about the, the stone, you know? Yeah. And then Caitlin got real quiet. And yeah, like, she was like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. You got me, girl. Yeah. Yeah. So but couples fight, dude. Couples, couples fight. They fight. That's true. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, n- nothing out of the ordinary. I thought it was a good little scene. And then, uh, mm-hmm. And then um, get hit with the big stuff. Yeah. And then then Vi gets dragged out. Caitlin's left behind. Um, you know, freaking and she's freaking out, out though. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. freaking out. Her 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 lover's leaving her, dude. Yeah. I mean, well, at this point, you know, they've they've been, you know, uh kidnapped by you know, for all intents and purposes, like terrorists in their minds, right? Yeah, um, yeah. They don't know exactly who it is yet. Yeah. And uh so yeah, so Vi gets gets dragged out and then uh lo and behold so first you see the Vestaya, right? The the bat, bat looking the guy, kind of bat like Vestaya, yeah. What a badass character design, man! Dude. Like it's just real cool, so cool. Um, but yeah, he's he's big. Scary Would love to play man. him in an MMO. Just saying. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> stop! <laughs> but uh, but, yeah. but yeah, and then um, you know you you see the leader of the firelight and. Uh, he stands up, takes his mask off, and then you see, like, you know, does this cool, you know, shot from behind where it shows his jacket and, like, all the different, you know, um, like, paint and, and, you know, stuff that, that they were spray paint that on his jacket and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see uh, Echo. So um, what did you think of this Echo reveal? I mean... Man, I was so surprised. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, nah, I think I think you know we we both figured this one out earlier on. It doesn't take much like knowledge of the game to to see this one coming. We knew Echo was in there, uh, you know, at the well, very beginning. And I, and he's I mysteriously knew, missing. I, I mean, ahead. I had friends that don't play the game, and they they knew it was Echo because they're like, oh, that's the one. One character we didn't see at all, you know, from the act one. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just conveniently gone for a whole act, but was a part of the first. Like, didn't make any sense. So, um, yeah, I think we all kind of saw it coming and, and we saw the symbols. Obviously, that was another huge tip off. Mm-hmm. And and the clock. Well, we saw that, too. Yeah. So there was there was a lot there. It was uh, staring us right into the face. So 
Um, but either way, it still felt cool whenever he took off his mask. I was like, yeah, fucking Echo. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I even looked at my girlfriend. I was like, I told you. And I was, <laughs> she didn't know. <laughs> like, yeah. She's she like, doesn't I don't care. know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like, just no, a guy. Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> what? <laughs> but no, it was, uh, it was good. Um, yeah. so yeah. it felt really good to actually see him on the big, or big screen finally, or I guess maybe not big screen, your medium sized home screen. Yeah. Finally. Um, so yeah, that was, that was very good. Well, I like, I like the, sorry, go ahead. Well, and I was, I was going to say the, 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 um, um, the, the, the first impression I got from this echo is number one, you know, he's not the fully realized echo that we, we have from the game yet, but, yeah. uh, two, like he's definitely more rough around the edges. Like he's, he's seen shit yeah. and, um, he's not happy about it. And that's the thing is in the game, he definitely has this more carefree, you yeah, know, happy go lucky, happy go lucky attitude, and uh, I I really liked this perspective of his because number one it fit the the scenario, but number two it kind of it gives you a little bit more um, what's the word like like you know motivation behind him right and and, and depth yeah and depth um and I I will say I really did like his hair like that was a thing Me that too, they changed was like <laughs> they made his yeah. uh, mohawk go to um, uh, dreads right. Yeah, and damn, they just they well. That was so more good. like they took. I you could tell they took a lot of inspiration from that. Which skin was it? True damage echo. True damage echo. You could you could tell they took a lot of like that. Well, I wouldn't be feeling. I wouldn't be surprised if True Damage took it from them. You know, because well, this has well, been production true. for so long. So that's, that's a good point. Yeah, 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 that's that's very true. So either way, though, one in the same, but they definitely, you know. They knew they were at least on the right path, even if it was they got it from Arcane. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at least validation because everyone loved that version of Echo, right? Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah seeing seeing this version definitely super cool. Uh, I I like this version a lot more, um, and I really liked the the argument that that got into, you know, right at the very beginning, because um, he kind of thinks of her as a bit of a traitor because you know he's been fighting against Jinx this whole time and. He sees her with Jinx and, you know. He's like, how can I trust you? You know, like, exactly. Gotta... He's so... asking the big questions, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was really fun. And then, you know, that they had the powerful moment where, you know, she was actually already out of her cups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just hugs him because like, yeah, they're fighting. But more importantly, like, it's just good to see you again. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, that felt good, dude. Oh, I, whenever I she it. hugged him, it was just like, it's good to see you, little man. I was just like, <laughs> oh, God. Like, it was funny. Like, the I will say it was probably the, the third time, like, I watched it. Like, I started tearing up, and I was just like, oh, why is this hurting? Dude, I, like, <laughs> I tear up. I feel like I've teared up at, at every single part of the show at really? different times. Now. Yeah. yeah. Different walkthroughs, they'll hit different, and I'll be like, oh, uh, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but man, it was, it was great to see them reunite like that. But, uh. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So let's let's go ahead and, and hop on to the next episode. Or not next episode. We're not going to episode <laughs> eight, guys. We're not doing it. We're yet. done with this one now. No. <laughs> All right. So uh, next we're go. It's, it's Victor um, showing Singed the hex core research, right? Not the actual hex core, but research on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll let you, because this is kind of like, I don't want to say it's like your baby, because I love it too. It's both our babies, right? But you definitely have, you've always liked Victor. You've always liked Singed. I just now kind of got on board. So 
what do you think about the scenario? How much did you love what goes down? Oh, I mean, it's, it's, I'm just, I, I'm, Singe just gets some of the best lines in the freaking show, man. Like, yeah. just, like, he's always kind of, like, philosophy, philosophizing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, it, you know, Victor's telling him, like, he's tried a bunch of things, and Singe is, you know, just kind of taking it in. And, um, uh, you know, he makes the point to say, you know, all the subjects just wither and rot. And then Singe, he said, of course, Singe is just so, um, just... Uh, what's the word unethical <laughs> yeah and but uh, he, he does it with such confidence that i believe him i'm like maybe oh, we've yeah. been doing it the wrong way the I'm whole like, time yeah, no, he, he knows what yeah. he's talking about <laughs> I, I i said i said it the other time which i feel like it, this is like what it actually feels like although it's a strange way to describe it. it it feels like he knows something we don't like it really does feel like he has this air of confidence about him where it's like shit man like I feel like well, I really it's do all, think it's, like it's unethical, but yeah, he, well, he views it all in a different light than everyone. Exactly. Else, you like, know? I feel like ultimately he knows what he's fucking doing. Yeah. And I, I, so. I mean, I don't think he's, I don't think he's sane, right? He's, he's clearly like off his rocker, but, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's more subtle than, than say, I don't James, know, you know, I don't know if he's off. I don't honestly don't, how should I say? I don't know if he's insane. I, I think that he is, um, just a like psycho or how should I say? Okay, I know that, I know I know he's not insane, but but it's it's the it's the type of I forgot what what type of insanity it is. So, sociopathic. Yeah, I think it's sociopathic yeah. where he just it's it's truly he feels nothing for other people, right? Yeah. It's it's all about just like logic for him and progress. Like so, I don't think that he's necessarily like insane like not like jinx or not even the same type at all but it's definitely he just does not grasp humans humanity empathy all of that kind of stuff which kind of goes together he doesn't get it doesn't work for him and because of that he's he's freed in a way to progress that in a rate that obviously normal people can't because he we have those limits yeah yeah but uh, but yeah, one one of the great lines he says is, uh, "Perhaps the error resides not in your calculations, but um, with your subjects." Right? Yeah. Um, and it, it, I'm just gonna keep reading what he says. But he says, uh, "Nature has made us intolerant to change, uh, but fortunately, but we, we have, have the, the capacity, capacity to change our change nature. our nature." Yeah. yeah. So love it, and dude. Um, and that's whenever we find out that he he gives Victor um, a variant of shimmer right so it's not your standard right. um and it's just it's victor it's like he says will it work on plants and uh <laughs> it's, it's just it's like you aren't here about the plants are yeah, you exactly. like i know doom man when i, say I know that. what you're doing yeah like <laughs> uh, yeah and I, I i definitely i love to to your point about like i'm just always ca- just casually dropping truth bombs like silco right yeah you know he says, you know, like if he takes it, he's like, if you take it, they will despise you. And then soon afterwards, he said, "Love and legacy is what we sacrifice for progress." Oh, fucking so good, damn, man. dude. I mean, I don't agree, Jeez. but fuck. But yeah, it's like, well, it, and he he drops one more truth bomb. Right? I guess it's not a truth bomb; it's just a revelation. But right. um, he says it's why I parted ways with Heimerdinger. So right. apparently, that him and Heimerdinger were. That's true. Uh, 
close, you know. Um, which almost. means that he was definitely like, which in the lore, he was a professor in Piltover. Yes. Originally. Yeah. So that means that that it looks like they're keeping that canon route because there's no way Heimer would have worked with him if he was in the Undercity to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, I'm seeing a lot of uh, parallels between Cinch and Heimerdanger and, and Jason Victor. Victor right? and Jace, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, no, it's, it's just, this is so well done, man. Like it's almost gross. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, chill, chill. (laughs) I I am interested to see like new series that come out and like, you know, non low related series that come out Yeah, and me just be like now forever disappointed. Cause I'm like, well, I mean, it was good, I guess, but. But I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go rewatch Arcane yeah. at this point. Yeah. You know, so. I could watch this crab or I could go watch Arcane for the 900th time. That's yeah. a possibility. <laughs> um, but anyway, so do you have anything else to say about that scene or should we no, move on to the no, next? No, let's go ahead and move to the next okay. one. Glorious scene overall. Anything yes. with, with Sinshin is honestly, it, it's like the one to watch, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's the one to watch unless you're into watching Jays with a shirt off. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> because I mean that's uh, that's right next to it. That's adjacent on the on the top hit list right there. Was it? I, uh, I, I saw a uh, like a TikTok and they're like, they're like it was a it was a you know understandable good play to have Jace with his shirt off, but uh, we still don't like him. Okay, <laughs> but we respect it. Okay, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, they obviously they, they made Jace rip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's shredded, dude. He looks a little bit bigger than he does when he's with his shirt on. I'm just gonna say, yeah, that, definitely. Okay? <laughs> shirtless, shirtless adds tend to muscle. He, he was yeah. taking some creatine. He got a he got a good pump there. So um, exactly. Well, he's he's trying to counteract that. What is it? The the boyfriend or the girlfriend, like fifteen or whatever. When you add on weight, whenever oh, you get into whenever a relationship, you, yeah, that's yeah, right. he's yeah. been. You, you could tell he's the kind of guy that that's like, you know, I'm not going to let that happen to me. So yeah, he's yeah. hitting the gym hard, keep, keep it, in, keep it in control. You know, exactly. So. so, and speaking of which, you know, his his girl, he's cuffed now, so his girl comes in, uh, Mel, and um, she made. <laughs> oh yeah, she grabbed a, a nut that fell off the floor that she made a joke with later. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, that's right. I saw you two sleep together. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, she show or I'm sorry, he shows her the bomb um, from the firelights right, yeah. that Marcus had given him, and he says that this and and Shimmer shows that they're capable or shows what they're capable of that they're definitely further along than than what they thought they were in as far as technological advancements um which was pretty interesting because obviously we know that that wasn't the um firelights that was actually jinx's grenade right yeah and so yeah that that was pretty important and um i mean how are you how are you feeling about what's going on with mel in this scenario here um i think mel really kind of sees the bigger picture with this technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's kind of taking it in a route that like, and we'll get into it in a little bit and then in the next scene or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but she definitely, it, it almost feels like Jace is a little, um, little naive in a sense, you know, he, he's only looking out as far as like what's in front of him. And uh, Mel definitely sees a couple steps ahead. Uh, I'm not saying mm-hmm. she's like scheming a couple steps ahead, but she has that um, that uh, what do you call it? Um, 
What do you call it? That intuition, right? There we go. Um, there we go. Oh, Good geez. recovery, dude. Took, took me forever. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, uh, one thing, you know, it, I don't think there was too much to dissect from the scene, but one thing I did notice is is Jace is very much uh, looking at Zahn as a separate entity at this point. You know, it's, yeah. they are, you know, making advances, right? Like them, exactly. and they, it's, it's very much it's the them, other. them versus us, yeah. And I'm like, okay, like... That's not a good sign, um, especially if you're supposed mm-hmm. to be the president of or you know de facto leader yeah. of of the entire city. Um, so yeah, so I, I definitely kind of see where this is going with them, or with yeah this in particular. And, exactly, and I, you know, I love Mel right for so mm-hmm. many reasons, um, but she is just she's really good at doing what she does which is manipulating the hell out of Jace and and you see it every single time more and more because as as you said it's like that us first them mentality she's been implanting that into him like this entire time not yeah. only to you know them two versus the rest of the council but then by extension them two versus the rest of Piltover as far as its complacency and then them two versus you know or or Piltover versus Zon you know, so like it, it's definitely like he's been he's been gaining that mentality sense of becoming more and more um, comfortable with it. Yeah. And it, you just see it every single time. In fact, that later on in this in this very episode, we see a, a big part of that play out. Yeah. And um, yeah, but she she then says, like, what else? What else is wrong? Because um, she could tell that more more is on his mind than than just that with the grenade and everything. And that's whenever he said, you know, Heimer's on my mind. You could tell he's feeling guilty. And he says, the first thing he says is, you know, he was my mentor. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, regrettably saying that, like, just like, oh, like, I can't believe I did that to him. Like, he was my mentor. I feel so guilty about it. Which, you know, I I loved just hopping back to that scene. Oh, that scene where you saw him lift up his hand, dude. And, and the, you know, the pillar of light shines on him as soon as he lifts it up all the way. And, it, and you see that cut to Heimer with his eyes. Oh, man. It was such... So good, right? Yeah. But yeah. you really just see that payoff in moments like these where you can tell that that has continued. Like that he, that has never been fixed. It wasn't just like, well, a, all right, it's done now moment. It's and, haunting him even now. And that's the thing is like it. I, I'm just I'm I, I keep getting impressed by this show because I can't tell you how many times where like something devastating happens in a in a movie or a show and they just kind of brush it off on the next episode. You know, yeah, just there's no like, long term consequences. Yeah. And it's like it's like, no, like this is this is a big moment. This should have, you know, lasting effects. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, like it, it's it's going to affect him for a good minute, you know, um, and there's right. going to be other stuff that's going to you know, affect them for forever. Right. Like that, that's, mm-hmm. that's how, uh, that's good writing right there where they're, they're yeah. willing to stick with it and intertwine that into the, the, the character and the story. Right. And exactly. And, and speaking to that, you know, that's whenever Mel comes in with her, her normal thing, which is right after he says that, you know, she starts physically comforting him. Now she adds that in, uh-huh. but she starts physically comforting him and she starts emotionally comforting him. And she, she assures him that what he did was the right thing and that Heimer will even understand in time that it was the right thing. And then she even talks about how, you know, you needed to do this to bring Hextech to the masses. And that's what it is. It's always, she comforts him and then she sells him on the big dream again. Right. Yeah. So, 
she always just is like, whenever she sees those screws coming undone a little bit, she grabs her screwdriver and she's like, no, get back in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I worked too uh, hard for this. <laughs> exactly. And uh, anyway, so yeah, great, great scene there, you know, does everything that it's supposed to do narratively. And um, yeah, just good stuff. So then we go over to the next scene, right? And it's um, Silco and Savika um, debating. Oh, um okay yeah i i love the scene that we're going to be building up to in a little bit here but this is just a precursor to it but Mm -hmm. silko and savika debating if the um with the barricades if that means that marcus is flipped or if he's just following their conversation from earlier with trying to make sure that vi and jinx aren't able to get back with the gemstone to piltover or not sorry not vi and jinx uh vi and kate vi and kate Yeah, yeah yeah right and um, that's whenever she says Savika, um, or when Savika says that the Ken Baron schedule an assembly, right? Yeah. And yeah. Silco's annoyed with him. And this, this is the first time that we've heard of, like, you know, him having any kind of affiliations with other Ken Barons, right? Because yeah. Ken Barons are, are a big thing in the, in the lore, from what we know. And this is kind of like, we've now seen, because this is all set before the lore that we know, um, we're kind of seeing that that precursor to it. And I, I love that they're bringing this in because they have a lot to do with the story later on. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and it's, it's huge world building, right? Because, you know, exactly. Silco can't run the entire underworld by himself. Like it's just, you know, yeah. impo- logistically impossible. So exactly. exactly. Um, and things like this are like, they're needed because as you can see, there is this parallel that's growing, like this departure from both Piltover and, and what will be Zahn, but the parallels between the societies and, you know, they're always similar, but very different as far as goals, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, in, in in this same scene, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Silco's, you know, doing whatever he can to get out of this this stupid meeting, and he's like, "I'm yeah. going to go find Jinx," and uh, Savika actually kind of has a tender moment. Tender like, moment. Yeah. It's very like <laughs> I love. She's what did she say? She's like, "I got more in common with cave lice than Jinx." Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, what? You, but let's just say I didn't always see eye to eye with my old man. Um, but uh, she'll come back to you when she's ready, right? Yeah. Um, and it was just like it's one of those where it's like, how do I explain it? Like, it, Savika continues to surprise me as a character, like, because mm-hmm. she felt very like kind of like, oh, she's the you know, the the betrayer of Vander, right? Like, right. and I thought that's kind of all we were gonna see of her, and then it's like, no, like she's like. Uh, got a lot of agency here and um, I'm almost like of the mindset of like because like you know she was backing up Vander and then she mm. went to Silco and now Silco's in charge right? right so it's like it's almost like she's in a position where she's more of a kingmaker than anything right um, yeah so- but you could tell she definitely has like deep affection whether it's it's like romantic or not I don't know yet but like she has deep affection for Silco specifically. Yeah, and I, I don't even I, I'm I don't think it's romantic, but I, I definitely think it's more of like a like a like a you know it, w- when you've worked with someone for so long, kind of thing, like you're gonna have the, those type of you, you, that connection with that person, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's totally a, a, a work relationship. But it's it's um you know it's it's a it's a deep and and uh, long lasting one. So I guess what makes it, but like what made the initial impression on me that there was, there was something more there was just the fact that, you know, she kind of just got into cahoots with him in, in the first act within the first act. Right. We saw where 
she kind of flipped on Vander and then went and sought Silco out, right? Mm -hmm. And then, like, the next episode, she blocked him from an explosion that took her arm. Yeah. So I feel like it's not just that, like, mutual admiration for or maybe not mutual at this point because you know he, he doesn't show her much affection at all but this admiration for like the person that she worked for uh, for so long I feel like there's there's something deeper on her end that is connecting her to him um, and I'd love to hear I'd love to find out more about what it is um, so hope, hopefully we get some of that at, at some point but either way you're right it's a cool interesting scene and it definitely shows us like you know once again, she's going beyond what she needs to to try to uh, make him feel better, give him advice, mm-hmm. even though she fucking hates Jinx. So, yeah, that was um, that was a good scene. Um, next scene, though, uh, we hop into our first Jinx focused episode or Jinx focused scene of the episode. Um, so the, the first thing that we see is uh, the firefly uh, in the lab, right? The green firefly floating mm-hmm. around. Um, that was just kind of you know a nod to later on but we have jinx having a big episode after what happened with that final fight in episode six and this is definitely one of her craziest scenes so far i would say do you think so yeah no it's yeah it's definitely she's having a mental episode you know yeah um and do you want to do you want to go into like what what happened a little bit here because this one was like definitely like very visceral raw you know? uh, I mean, Milo's straight up talking to her at this point. Exactly. You know? um, saying that, you know, blaming Jinx that she lost Vi and, and uh, you know. Just kind of antagonizing her and asking her questions that she doesn't want to ask herself, basically. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I they did a really good job with I love the fact that it's Milo doing it because, you know, we know what Milo represents to her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that. Meanwhile, she's she's stapling her wound on her leg. Oh, just it's, it's it, nuts. You, the way that they do it too, it's like you you fucking feel it, like right? It's yeah. like you're just like it, oh, like <laughs> yeah. It feels like it has this kind of weight to it whenever she clicks it, and you're like fuck, oh shit. Um, and she she kind of cracks each time whenever she does it too. Um, so really well done there. Um, and then she's having this, it, it's a very overall like crazy and chaotic scene. Cause she's, she's rambling. She's asking these questions. You're hearing her hear the voices. She's looking into a shattered glass, right? A, a glass mirror as she's doing it and stapling herself, you know, uh, all along the way. And she's trying to like coax out the name of the girl that she, that, that Vi was, was with. with. Yeah. 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 And it, and what's interesting about it is that, yeah, like through like the voices, her own, you know, voices in her head, um, you know, depicted by other characters, she actually ends up kind of like grabbing it out <laughs> of yeah. her memory and she remembers that it's Caitlin. So, um, yeah, that that's pretty interesting. It's almost like the insanity can work for her in weird ways. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a pretty cool scene. And uh, then we go over to. The first time that we see what's been going on with Echo, basically, we get a little backstory of what Echo's been doing this whole time and mm-hmm. the fireflies, or I'm sorry, the firelights, everything that's been going over there. What did you think of the reveal of, you know, like where they live and the kind of um, vibe over there? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, just a, you know, a sanctuary, right? Yeah. Um, Nicest place in Zon I've ever seen. 
there's there's actually like a a um, story trope. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the sanctuary and the you know like the <clears throat> that's surrounded by you know death and destruction and stuff like that. I can't remember what it's actually called, but this perfectly encompasses that right where it's like in the middle of Zon of this pollution and and you know this this anarchy. There's a small paradise. There's this yeah, yeah sliver of paradise that um, Echo's carved out with him and his. And his comrades. So, um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was super cool. Whenever they were in the treehouse, I was like, man, I want to be in that treehouse. I'm going to go. <laughs> it's just, it's, <laughs> Those it's just so homey. have all the luck, dude. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> they're all flying on, like, hoverboards and shit while they're chilling in the treehouse. I'm like, this is the coolest shit, man. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I would not be against them, you know, turning that into a 3D model so I could map it out for myself and then, um, you know build it myself but anyways magically build it somehow yeah (laughs) but uh but no it's really cool um and you know he kind of you know takes fire around kind of shows her what they've what they've built and um at the the last sequence he you know he's like there's one last thing i gotta show you and he takes her to this mural right and it's it's Mm -hmm. got her on the mural because for all yeah they knew you know vi was dead too um it it has uh, powder powder in there too yeah yeah. Um, and then, oh, you can tell they Vader really and benzo and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell they essentially just separated her. Like they see this girl jinx as not powder anymore. Yeah. They see powder as dead. Um, so bringing this kind of Vi coming back in and, and saying it's not and that she can still be powder again. It's like whenever you have a wound and someone picks it back open that you've had shut for like 10 years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it definitely it can is probably a lot more antagonizing than it, it leads on to Echo, um, but yeah. So I I really like that. You're right. Like the it definitely goes out of its way to show that it is a, a sliver of paradise. And he makes a, a point to uh, say that you know all all the recruits that they have there were addicts themselves or victims. Mm-hmm. So they've all been affected by Silco and what he's done with Shimmer. Well, one thing to to point out too is the the girl is actually spray painting the girl with the pink hair from uh, episode four that got killed by Jinx. In that oh, movie. you know what? I didn't, I didn't catch that. Yeah. So I thought ah. that was pretty, pretty, it's just like the little things. That's very cool. Like, yeah. So, and, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's beauty in the details for sure. Whenever you see they're passionate enough to be constantly putting in stuff like that in the details. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, very, very cool stuff. I love that. Um, and then the cool thing is that it shows, as you said, the, the mural, we've got the mural, which has been obviously updated from the original, uh, echo cinematic, um, which everyone was always wondering, like, who is that? Who is that? And I think everyone had the, at least that saw that echo cinematic. Whenever we saw Clagger, we was like, we were like, oh, that's, that's the kid. Especially whenever he died, we're like, that was the kid from the mural in echoes thing. And then you go back and watch it and it's definitely not the same kid. Right. Yeah, no, no. And it's, I mean, obviously they, they, you know. They just didn't create... have it mapped out on what they wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, So, I mean, I'm, I'm totally cool with that retcon. Oh, me too. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, so, I don't think anyone's upset about that. But yeah, no, it was no. just cool to see them like morph that idea that everyone liked and was exactly. so curious about. Yeah. And show it that, that like it was actually like meant to be something like this. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was really cool because that was a big question mark on what does that mean that was around for years and years and years. 
and uh, what we got on what it means was probably, at least to me, more impactful than anything that I originally thought it was, right? So yeah, I I loved it. Um, Great job with it, and uh, yeah, it was was a perfect scene. Um, I don't think I'm missing anything there that that happened. Oh, except for Vi and and, um, Echo really reminiscing on on what happened and like really regretting not being there for each other. Cause I was like, if only I had been there for you, I could have helped you and all this kind of stuff. And then he was like, you know, don't, you don't want to keep saying that to yourself because you know, that you'll drive yourself. That'll crazy. never help you yeah. You're gonna drive yourself crazy. Yeah. And then, you know, echo, you know, was basically did the same thing. He's like, or he was just like, you know, I could say like, if I was there with you, maybe I could have made a difference too, you know, and maybe none of this would have happened. Giving an example of like these kind of questions have have bugged at him too, but you yeah. just have to ignore them. Well, then Vi's like, you know, you could have died as well, kind of thing. Exactly, you know, it's, exactly. And that's the thing is, it's it, it, what's done is done, you know. Um, well, it's the, I mean, that's like it's survivor's guilt, like it's yeah. a real thing, and that's like seeing them both have it from different situations, right? Or I mean, from uh, different perspectives on the same uh, situation was really interesting to see and I I like how it played out there. Yeah. Um but yeah, then we go over to the next scene. Um this one was I, I kind of mentioned this uh, a little bit ago, but you see the police barricade is up and it's, you know, causing a big ruckus um between uh Zon and or not I shouldn't say Zon yet, but the Undercity and and Piltover. And then Victor, you see Victor kind of sitting on the the sideline waiting for someone, right? Yeah. And Jace comes up and how did you like how this scene right here played out with uh, Jason v- Victor? Oh, I mean, I thought pretty it was, important. I thought it was great. Um, I mean, it sucked, but it was it was a great scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, Jace immediately just starts coming at Victor for for crossing the bridge. And he's like, you know, does not look good whenever my own partner is, you know, just trying to get through a barricade that I ordered. And he, he's like, you did this? Like, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, because they're dangerous. And, he, uh, you know, people from the Undercity. And he's like, I'm from the Undercity. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, and uh, you can kind of, you start to see, like, they, they aren't seeing eye to eye. And Jace is very, very reactionary right now. Like, mm-hmm. super focused on, on safety, but only for certain people, you know? Exactly. Um. So it's, it's uh yeah, and Victor is, you know, he... I'm glad he stands up to Jace and he's just like, you know, this is, uh, I'm just as much a, a citizen of the Undercity as anyone, you know. Um, one thing I, I, I mean, what did you think of that, that whole sequence? I mean, I, I loved it for the same reasons. And I think that it, it's now showcasing, yeah, like Jace's, you know, that disconnect that he thought everyone else had in, in the uh, council before. He's having it now too. Like he he's become like a hypocrite, basically. Yeah. And um, I like that they're doing that because it's almost like this corrupting force. Um, and so it was really cool to see. And I loved Victor's reaction because he genuinely seemed offended and confused whenever he was like, "Wait, wait, you you ordered this? You put that up? Like yeah. why?" And yeah, whenever he was like, "Cause they're dangerous," and he's like, "They like what?" Like he was like, "I'm I'm one of them." Like yeah. And then he immediately starts to back talk, right? And he's like, well, no, I didn't mean it like that. I just mean, you know, like, it's just things aren't good. And I'm really stressed right now. You know, like all the classic, you know, little like. Uh, yeah, excuses yeah, and stuff. Exactly. And so um, I like that. But but in that moment, you could tell right then that 
there was a little bit of a break in their relationship. Like you could tell Victor started to question if Jace is someone he could really trust, I guess. Yeah. Because he's starting to seem like a different person. And he even pointed out, he was like, you told me to go and, you know, do what I needed to do to check to make sure. And he's like, you didn't tell me if it was in the Undercity? Like, as if it was some, like, infectious place to go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so Victor Victor made the decision to, to lie about um, if, you know, if he found anything out or not from Singe and just said, no, I didn't, I didn't find out anything. When mm-hmm. we know that's a lie. So you saw that first, that first crack right there. Yeah. Um, well, and, which I liked. And one of the things he, he uh, that happens is they zoom in on his uh, handle of his crutch and he mm-hmm. kind of squeezes it during that time. So I thought that was yeah. interesting. Kind of that's foresh- true. foreshadowing like, yeah, like I'm, it's like, why, why would you, you know, zoom in on him squeezing his crutch you know uh one thing i i did want to point out too is um in act one uh Mm -hmm. victor is using a cane right Mm -hmm. um and in this act he's he's you know his body's uh degraded to the point of him using a crutch right? right um and keep in mind this is this is after the the hospital right um yeah so you know victor is he's uh he's running out of time um so I just kind of want to put that in perspective before we get to the next scene. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, overall, I thought it was a, it was a good scene, though. Yeah, and uh, you know, that was just a very important scene to know because it's it's definitely one of the the guiding scenes for what's going to be happening for the future relationship of Jason and Victor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this next scene oh Oh, man this one was so So good good. (laughs) this one i was so hyped whenever i saw it dude um from beginning till end yeah uh so this was whenever we see the a we see the ken barons for the first time right Mm -hmm. and they definitely made it a point to see exactly where this meeting was taking place Um, yeah and you saw you saw that elevator keep riding up 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 right yep yep and And so it's like the the Ken Barons are at the highest point in the lowest city, if that makes yep. sense. Like, yeah, um, just just at the point of Piltover, of the bo- bottom part of Piltover, basically. Yeah. So and, really, just really good imagery in this. Yeah, yeah. You don't really like whenever you're watching it at the beginning because you know it comes like the importance of that fact uh, comes into play more in about like three four minutes later mm-hmm. on in the scene, um, like you. I had to rewind it back to see like where it was taking place. Cause I kind of like, I didn't want to say I threw it away, but I didn't pay too much attention to that in that moment. But yeah, after what happened, I was like, Oh wait, I have to see where this is taking place. So um, yeah, really cool. Uh, but then we see, so Finn is the first one that we see, right? That's kind of the pseudo leader of the little group of Ken Barons. That's not, that, you know, when Silco's not around, it looks like mm-hmm. he's kind of trying to call the shots and, you know, you can tell there's a little bit of a of a mutiny that he's trying to start. Um, he basically wants, you know, the other Ken Barons and to to agree to stand up to Silco to cut a deal because this whole issue with Piltover is causing a lot of issues with them as far as trading is concerned, and they're losing massive amounts of money. And he says, let's just cut a deal, give him the gem gemstone, force him to give him the gemstone back, and uh, we can resume uh, trading. And they also think that, you know, to a larger extent that Silco is basically, you know, 
wanting something that never will be and they're losing faith in him and they think he's you know kind of losing power overall and uh then silco walks in the room right <laughs> and what do you like i'll let you kind of talk about this part i mean he just he starts great. off immediately like you know like even annoyed that box, he has to be there like, also. yeah and uh, Savika has this tank, and they just open the tank, and it starts spewing this this gas, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just the gas from the Undercity, right? It's not mm-hmm. like a, a noxious gas or anything that's made to kill them. It just shows them, like, hey, like this is what these people have to go through still. And you guys mm-hmm. are up here in your ivory tower, acting all special and different. You've kind of you've uh, what was one of the things he said? He's like, I pulled you from the depths. Um, Offered you a taste of topside, um, but uh, he, said, he said that they grew fat and complacent. Yes, yes. <laughs> and this yeah. is while he's he's just standing in front of Finn, um, and Finn's just you know coughing, coughing. He he's, can't breathe, and Silco is like talking like nothing's wrong. And Silco's it, the only person in the room that does not have a mask on. Yeah, he is and, breathing this and having zero issues. Yeah. So it's just it's it's just a I mean huge power play really puts people in their place, mm-hmm. um, and man I just every little second of it, it like I just you just gain so much more respect for Silco after this it's just oh it's Abs- awesome absolutely because it's very much like he he talks or like or he walks the talk you know what I mean yeah um, because these people because he he said that he put them he brought them from from you know shambles into what they are now, right? And got them the taste, as you said, of, of what it's like to be topsiders. But yeah, they've uh, grown fat and complacent. And yeah. they and got to keep in mind that this happened right after, you know, they kind of, because he came in, I don't know if he was necessarily always going to make that power play, but after he saw how they were acting, he definitely did because, you know, whenever he walked in, you know, they kind of got hushed from the, like, talking about him. Like, you know, whenever you're talking shit behind someone's back and then they walk in the room. Um, basically yeah. what I do to Sean all the time. And, uh, <laughs> but he just doesn't but, stop when I walk in the room. <laughs> exactly. I just keep going. <laughs> um, but anyways, no, it's, uh, so it was very much like that. And you could tell he, he knew instantly. And, um, yeah, he was, you know, trying to be like a little, like, I'll hear you out at the beginning. And, you know, that's whenever they told him they want him to cut a deal with the gemstone, kind of almost demanding him to do it, like Mm -hmm. as if they had power over him. And this was kind of his point. And then the real thing that set him off to to go ahead and definitely do that little trick there is um, because he said, I will have Jinx take care of the of the blockade and the trade issues. And then Finn, the little pseudo leader there. Um, that's whenever he said, I heard your dogs off her leash. And Silco doesn't like that. Silco likes nothing about whenever someone talking like, shit about Jinx. says yeah. anything bad about Jinx. And so that's whenever he, yeah, door locked, the little gas thing dropped, and he is handing out masks just to the people that you could tell. Like he's like, all right, uh, you know, they're, you're gagging to death. I'll let you have this. You know, by the grace of my hand, I'll let you live. I'll let you live. I'll let you live. And yeah, just that he because he let Finn suffer the longest. right? Yeah. The guy that was obviously trying to like create this mutiny and um, to the point where he was about to die. Then he, he grabbed it, took a breath out of it himself first 
and then casually dropped it on the floor and right next to him so he can he can drink and or uh sorry um breathe breathe from it yeah and yeah just the fact that like i have never seen anything so powerful before like because it was not about it was not just what he was saying it was 100% about what he was doing because that's that's a a important part of Undercity. And we've talked about that before is uh, the chemicals in the air that are literally deca- cause like tons of disease issues in mm. in Zon and, and developmental disorders. The and source of Victor's um, ailments. You know? Exactly. And, you know, it's one of the biggest problems. But he lives in like the bottom of it. He lives mm. in the trenches, regardless of the fact that he is the leader. And it just shows you that this is not just about gaining. It's not just about gaining power for him. There is a purpose to the power that he wants to wield. And yeah, he he lives his creed, basically. And it was really cool to see him just show how much. Um, Resolve, so I love that has. scene. Yeah. yeah, his it's just uh, what a what an amazing villain. Yeah, <clears throat> amazing. Villain. Yeah, Silco's Silco's great, man. They, they did such yeah. a good job with him. So, <laughs> and then after he gives them all, you know, their um, their masks, you know, they open the door again. They turn on the fan, and then they say, "He casually says, all right, good meeting,' and then leaves <laughs> like a fucking badass, man." <laughs> and uh, yeah, I also wanted to say, do, do you saw the the Ken Barons themselves, right? So we had one guy that was like very much kind of like an Asian, uh, like Yakuza member looking guy, right? Oh yeah, the Finn, the the main yeah, guy. Yeah, Finn. Yeah, right, right. Dude, he um, he looks so good, man. Very cool character design. Amazing design. Amazing. I, I was looking I at his tattoos it. and stuff, and he's got like, mm-hmm. like, like what what's one of them? It's like bang, and then on his knuckles, and he's got uh, kill on his chest, and he's got these tattoos on his head with his mm-hmm. hair, and I'm just like. This is the coolest motherfucker I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, what is this? Um, he but, is, he yeah. was super cool looking, but he's also a bitch. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> he also had those, he had like cat eyes too. Did you see that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or snake eyes, you know, I think it was more snake than cat, but yeah. Um, well, I think, I think it's uh, like, they actually, I think went out of their way to do that because like, um, biological alterations is something that becomes very big. Like for oh, vanity's sake, it, even it, in, and we we see Zon. that um, with uh, the other Ken Baron with her uh, nose like attachment yeah. and stuff. Uh, yeah, know, she looks very Mad Maxi to me. Yeah, if you if if you, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people pay attention, but um, you know, throughout like the Undercity um, in Act Two, like you see a lot of people with nose uh, transplants, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's purely because that's what allows them to breathe in, in the Undercity. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, of course, you know, you, you don't have to stop at it just for utility. You can, you know, make it look cool as well. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a real practical um, purpose behind it as well as it looks badass. But <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the there other- was a, a kind of Frankenstein looking guy. Yep. And then there was uh, you know a girl that was just kind of like I don't know she's she was the most plain looking out of them. I mean, she was definitely like, looks like she came from Zahn, but she wasn't anything like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had this next one, which was very curious to me. It was like a very tall, lanky yordle. Yeah. Rickety is the yeah. word he is. Yeah. 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 He looks like he was drawn as like the 
filthy, stinky character in like a cartoon cat series. Or yeah, something. yeah, <laughs> with a little top. top. Yeah, he has a little top hat. Um, he, he was. I mean, yeah, he was an interesting character. There's he was barely living too. Like <laughs> barely holding said, it like, together. As you said, like rick- rickety is, is rickety. definitely like. Yeah, uh, but yeah. It, I, I don't know what the fuck race he was, but it was fucking funny. Yeah, and I, I don't, I didn't, I don't like. I think he's a Yordle. Um, well, I'm not exactly. I feel sure. like he's like, like Twitch's cousin. Or something, yeah, or something. yeah. He, he's something some like crazy. fucked up mutant. But uh, <laughs> exactly. But just so you know, um, League has like this little event in the game, right? It's like the Council Archives, and I've been going through each one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guy, the Frankenstein-looking guy. Um, just a little fun fact. He's actually from Piltover originally. And mm. that's kind of like a, a controversy. Like they're like, oh, you know, uh, did you know he was like the in these these police reports, like the police is, is uh, interrogating one of his goons. He's like, did you know he was from Piltover? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, well, doesn't that bother you? And he's like, no, like he's he's a Zonite. Like, I, I don't care. Like, so, I would honestly respect Piltover Piltovians that went to Zon to live yeah. there instead. So right. it, and apparently he brought a bunch of like, you know, knowledge and stuff when it came to like machines and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's cool. They're, they're kind of fleshing out some of these these side characters like in other aspects. Of course, they're trying to get you to play the games. Right. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, you know, they, they put a lot of time and thought into all these different characters. So um, but yeah, no, I I definitely I like that Frankenstein looking guy. So, he, yeah, he had a, a, a cool aura to him. Yeah, um, just good, good, cool shit that they're going to be using, you know, throughout, you know, games that they're going to be coming out for in the future, more seasons of, of this show and some of the other adjacent regions that they're going to be going to. So, yeah, I just it just very good world building right there. I yeah. loved it. Um, but let's go ahead and move on to the next scene. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have Mel looking over Piltover and the assistant um, says that the Undercity dispute is, is drawing attention. Um, and says that Piltover is looking vulnerable the way it is right now. And then Mel says, Jace isn't ready. It's too soon to that. What are you thinking that she means by that? I don't think Jace understands like Piltover is going to be on the world stage here soon. Like Mm -hmm. you don't just develop technology that can radically change your society and expect to not get attention from other people um Mm -hmm. so yeah and you you don't you can't have like an undercity that's developing a highly addictive substance and not have other nations get worried about it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like yeah so i i definitely i i'm starting to see more global politics at play in this scene Mm -hmm. um and it i don't know if you care if i jump to it but it go rounds ahead, it rounds out with uh, Elora handing Mel a letter, and it's got the Medarda. Um, I don't want to say logo. symbol symbol um, yeah. or crest crest. That's a crest. Word. Yeah, yeah. It's got the Medarda crest on it, and I'm like, oh, this is weird. And she okay. she, she seems shocked by it too. Whenever she got it, she gasped. She was like, <sighs> shit. Like yeah. you know, like so she seemed shocked and worried and and. From my point of view, at least. Um, but yeah, so that that was, uh, you know, just a quick scene, a good little quick scene there, but not too much uh, to dig into. So we'll go ahead and move right to the next spot, which is um, Kate still at Echo's hideout. Right. 
mm-hmm. and um, the guy there takes the bag off her head finally. And I will say, oh, I before he did, Kate did do something where she offered herself up instead of Vi, saying that you know she didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, you know, take take me instead. You know, I was the one that brought her here, not knowing, of course, that Vi is totally fine at this point. Yeah. And then Vi, you know, kind of walks in and she heard that and she kind of sarcastically says, <laughs> oh, my oh, hero, my hero. <laughs> <laughs> Shipped out and ready to go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Get yourself then, a partner like Kate, you know, so exactly. She's exactly. like, take me, not her. <laughs> Um, and then Echo says, basically, you, you can tell he's still, he's not a fan of Kate. Like, yeah. he's definitely not a fan of I mean, Kate's any an kind of topsider. So, yeah. Yeah. Any kind of topsider, especially enforcers, he is not for that. So, um, he says, you know, kind of begrudgingly says that you get a pass to topside. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't trust you. And, um, yeah, then it kind of, it goes into the next scene. Once again, a fairly small scene, but just kind of sets the stage for something to come, uh, in just a little bit here. Uh, but this next scene is is really cool, and this is when we get back to Jinx again. And Jinx is hiding in Silco's office, and she kind of waits until he's seated in the chair and gets out this little eye clicker thing um, with a shimmer. And he's about to do it, and then she jumps on top of him, grabs it, and starts, you know, basically interrogating him about what happened in a, a very kind of playfulish, crazy way, right? Uh, I don't even sure. know how to really describe what what's happening. Yeah. It's just because it's just chaos. Like it's really hard and, to describe her scenes, honestly. And terrifying but, simultaneously. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. There's it, there's just so much going on with them constantly that it's really hard to describe. Um, but yeah, so and as she's doing that, you know, anytime that he gives an answer that she doesn't like or necessarily believe, she basically stabs him in the face with uh, with that little eye poker thing. Yeah. Right. And man, it's one. It's just a crazy fucking scene, dude. Just Ugh. chaotic, and you're always scared. Whenever Jinx is there, you're always fucking scared, right? Well, and that's the thing is, you know, Silco tries to explain to Jinx that he didn't know that Vi was alive. Right. Um, Marcus never told him that she was in store, which is true. You know, uh, Marcus yep. did not tell him. Um, but uh, you know, Jinx is kind of, you know, not having it. But uh, he makes a point to you know, say that Vi and the Enforcer are back for the crystal, not for you. Right. Yeah. Um, which that is uh, a lie, but I think Silco believes that like, uh, cause you know, Silco hasn't like run into Vi yet. Right. Um, right. Well, I guess they, they did whenever, um, Vi punched the, the thing or whatever. So yeah, I mean, Silco is kind of half lying, which, yeah, I can see why Jinx is a little crazy. Um, but uh, I mean, he's not a great dad. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. For sure. so, <laughs> um, yeah. It's like I want him to be a good dad, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, no. But uh, but he, he you know, he kind of gets back into Jinx's head, and he's like, you know, remember who gave you a home? Um, you know, I am your family. Everyone else betrays us, kind of thing. And and uh, Jinx, you know, she uh, uh, resonates with that, and um. He she goes in and stabs his eye like a normal uh, eye stabbing time. <laughs> yeah, just a, a casual, casual normal eye stabbing. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, um, but and that's and that's whenever she kind of is basically like she's at that point again where she doesn't know what to believe and she thinks 
that she that he might be telling the truth and you know he played honestly such an important role in her life and she does care for him obviously um you know and and I think mostly a fatherly way um as well as a a you know crime syndicate could be I think so yeah although there's lots of weird threads to this relationship that I don't necessarily even want to tug on some of them yeah right <laughs> it's like just leave those alone okay <laughs> exactly um but yeah so you know she she then pulls off of him and, and kind of leaves obviously to go contemplate or have another little crazy sesh but um yeah we, we can go on to the the next scene from here so take us through the next scene here yeah so um in the next scene um echo is given caitlin a, a tour kind of of you know their lives down in the sanctuary right mm-hmm. um and you know kate she makes a a concerted effort to to sympathize right and right. um you know she a lot of this stuff is new to her where you know echo's like no they hunt us down like animals and uh she's like she just can't believe it and echo's like well i've got the scars to prove it and you know people have lost their lives kind of thing um and then uh vi kind of you know interrupts because she sees it escalate <laughs> she's just like of course right um Me- uh, the mediator the ultimate mediator yeah yeah um and uh she's like show show her the the crystal right and um mm. whenever he shows caitlin the crystal you know she immediately goes into like we have to we have to get it back to piltover and whatnot and um um you know she explains that it's it's you know a, a, a potential power right um someone mm-hmm. with the right knowledge could build a, a any hexec device uh you know an echo in his mind is thinking you know a weapon right Right. Um, and so Echo's like, you know, we could take Silco down with this. Um, but Kate's insistent that it won't solve things, that the cycle of violence will just continue. Um, uh, you know, we'll agree to disagree there, Caitlin, but, uh, you know, um, she, she does make a, a conservative effort to, to explain the whole situation and, and Echo does buy into it. This was one like scene where I was kind of like, uh, a little eye rolly with Caitlin and um, you know, I just, I was not sold on the idea of like, Oh yeah, we're going to be able to like talk our way out of this. And you know, echo has a power that could take down Silco and you're going to convince him just to give it back kind of thing. I, I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm not completely sold in the situation. What did you think of this? Yeah. So, I mean, it was very apparent that he doesn't trust echo doesn't trust Caitlin at all. Right. That's the big crux of the issue because the gemstone itself is a very powerful thing. They all know that. And he does know, I, I think part of the problem is he doesn't know how to fully utilize the gemstone. So I think he kind of is more inclined to end up giving it back in the end, which is kind of what they decide, right? Mm-hmm. It's like he's going to give it back to Caitlin so that Caitlin could bring it back. And Caitlin does make a good point of, of telling him the reason why this aggression has escalated, right? Um, is because of the the fact that the gemstone is gone and that's why the enforcers have been doing all this stuff and you know i think it makes and and you kind of mentioned this but like before but it makes it a little better that she actually at least acknowledged that what what had been happening is not right to to um the people of the undercity and so i think that went a long way with echo at least and and uh, her telling him that she's got a a person on the council that um you know she could that can help directly yeah 
Um, and then Echo, you know, he says, fine, we'll do it, but I have to give it to him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I think is smart by Echo because he's, he's using what leverage he has to get a seat at the table. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, as we'll see, it doesn't necessarily play out like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, uh, th- I don't have much more thoughts on that scene. Do you? Do you have any? No, more no, thoughts? no. It wasn't. It wasn't like a, a massive scene with a lot of stuff. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's go to the next one. The next one is um, we are in the lab with Victor, Jace, and Mel, um, and they're analyzing the uh, bomb that Marcus gave um, mm-hmm. to Jace, and uh, you know they're, they're just kind of exploring the whole. Um, you know, what the Undercity is capable of now, right? Right. Um, and it, Victor even makes a point that he, he's like, you know, it's kind of genius engineering, this bomb. Like, well, I love what he, um, said. he said, the design is crude, but the engineering is inspired. Yeah. I what love that because we, yeah, he doesn't know that, that it's jinxes at all. He thinks that it's just a firelight grenade, right? Um, but we know that this is actually jinxes. So it, it gives validation to jinx. As a kind of, you know, tinkerer and inventor. Um, and, uh, you know, she has this... Because you see Silco mention a good bit. But that she has this kind of underlying genius to her, right? Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was cool, for sure. Um, and then Mel... This is Mel's power play in this moment. She mm-hmm. says, uh, we should start preparing our own countermeasures, right? And uh, immediately, like, Jason's like, you want us to build weapons? And Victor's like, absolutely not. Like, like, that's literally what we've... Hextech, like... Yeah, we we wanted to do the opposite with Hextech. You know, we wanted to to save people from, you know, being harmed. And now we're going to use it as a weapon? No, thank you. So... Yeah, and Mel is just... She's digging her fingers into Jace even more in front of Victor. And Victor's kind of, like, just aghast of what's taking place in front of him um and you know mel she's like you know she's asking you uh what did she say i'm only asking you to prepare to defend your people i'm like mel yep. like <laughs> like what do you mean your people <laughs> i mean you, you say it but it's working on jace you know oh, what I, mean? I know and then victor's like well I, i'm not your people like what the hell yeah like, so just like the 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 audacity of doing that all in front of Victor is just, man, she's just, uh, she's, she's making plays, making plays. Yeah. And I, I definitely think this is, this is once again, a thing that's, you know, leading Victor even more to the thought of, this is not the same Jace I knew, you know, yeah. similar to the bridge scene. Yeah. And, and Victor makes a point to say, you know, we're, we're scientists, not soldiers. Um, and Jace is like, you know, if we have the power to defend ourselves, then, yeah. um, but yeah, and then in this moment, Victor gets frustrated and takes the bomb apart and it starts <laughs> ticking. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nervously, he clips one of the cords and thankfully it disarms the bomb. But um, yeah, so that was a close call. Um, I'm pretty sure they have yeah. enough plot armor. The vet, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it, Victor makes a point to say that there's always a choice. And Jace is just clearly Jace is kind of in over his head like he kind of you know puts his head in his hands and just walks off because he's got to think about it but yeah um, you really start to see the pressure on jason in this in this scene so yeah definitely and i mean it was a it was a good scene once again it kind of brings us nothing like too meaty here just like you know more um 
uh, elaboration on the on the the stuff that we see working out and being put in play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, from there we we go into a montage kind of. Um, it's a montage. Montage. Uh, <laughs> so many people are like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the that's where we see this uh, short with figure with a large head um, in a hood uh, getting to a little little cute little tugboat thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's really adorable. And then uh, really is yeah. <laughs> we we also see that Vic smuggled the shimmer in his uh, crutch, right? Yep. Um, and, uh, he's, he's taking his shirt off and he, um, and then it shows also, uh, Echo and, and the, the group, uh, leaving the sanctuary to, to go take the, um, gemstone back to Piltover. And, mm-hmm. uh, Victor is etching like runes into his, his, uh, uh, his cast, um, and his, his skin, his, bra- his leg brace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, you could tell he's he's getting he's gearing up, dude. He's getting ready for to do something, right? Yeah. And uh, I think we all kind of know where it's leading to <laughs> something with the hex core. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see that play out. But yeah, it was just you know very you know let's we need to get these characters to this position, and so they did it in a fast montage way. But yeah, still pretty cool. I think that was all the scenes that they went through in the little montage, right? Well, and then it, it shows Jace too, and he's looking at an old history book, and it shows oh, that right. yeah. that figure again. You know that that Heimer was talking about. Um, so this is the first time Jace sees that apocalyptic figure, right, in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he flips the page, and we don't know what exactly is uh, in that that uh, page just yet. But yeah, so they're making their way through uh, the Undercity, and then they eventually get to um, the bridge where Jinx is looming above, almost like Batman-esque. Uh, sorry, I'm kind of going through things quick, but because uh, it's a montage. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's the only we, way to do it. Yeah, and then we go back to Victor, and um, he's in the process of about to shoot himself up with that shimmer. And mm-hmm. then um, he goes to Jason, his mom, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a, a tender moment, right? And right. Jace is, you know, he's worried. He tells her he's worried he's going to have to do something he, he never thought he would, right? Um, and then it zooms out uh, and it shows uh, him as like a superhero with a hammer. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like th- this part, I will say, was a little little corny to me. Um, a little heavy handed. A little heavy handed. Yeah. I wish they kind of laid a little bit more groundwork for this type of moment. Um, you know, maybe show him being as a kid being, a, you know, dressing up as a superhero and being you mm-hmm. know, silly or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, th- this part did feel a little heavy handed to me um, with with Jace's hammer uh, arc type of thing. Yeah, I think um, one thing that just frustrates me later on is just we haven't seen him because we know what's about to happen. Right. Yeah. But this is one of the things I actually praised them for earlier, which was showing the work. Right. Yeah. But in this case, this is the one character and the one time where they haven't shown that Jace is really like knows anything about combat or anything or, or, like that. Or hammers in general. Like this is the first time we see him like at the hammer forge right earlier in the episode. Right. Yeah. So it's a lot at one quick time. Yeah. And it almost like that was the thing is I remember in in like episode two 
when um you know he's like yeah i guess i'll, I'll go work in the hammer factory with uh, with my dad or with my you know family or whatever and um keelan's like oh you can't do that and he's like i know like and so like i've just kind of that this whole hammer thing like i just don't think it was set up it with the same amount of uh care as as like vi and and her um fighting prowess right um, yeah so yeah i was actually expecting like um how should i say have did you ever see what what's it called uh green arrow or it's called arrow on the cw series no, no. i know there's a lot wrong with the series so don't hassle me for you know making a comparison here but um you know like uh, there's this vibe where he, he kind of has or i guess you could say with batman too like he kind of has this like private training lair like mm-hmm. i would have taken something like that too like yeah where it just shows him like he's so frustrated with everything he just needs to like just kind of release this relieve the stress right mm-hmm. and you see him just kind of like oh this has been something that he does whenever he like is trying to relax or needs to relax he'd like goes to his like kind of workout little gym and he messes around he's kind of like a martial artist almost right yeah with yeah. W- with weapons like i would have loved to see a scene like that because right there it shows you this isn't like a, a new thing or he's not just magically going to know how to do something like oh this is a, like a, a habit of his that he's obviously been doing for a long time so yeah having this kind of like I've always wanted to be a superhero since I was kids, uh, since I was a kid. And we know that he's obviously going to be using that hammer, but you know, we just don't have any validity to it yet. So yeah, one, one falter. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, we, we harp on it with, with other characters and stuff. So I just want to make sure that people know we're, (laughs) we're, we're, we're staying true. You know, we're not being hypocrites at all. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's the only thing that, that kind of threw me for a loop in that whole montage. Um, then, uh, we, we go to Heimer, uh, we find out that the person that, or the, the little creature that was going across in the little tugboat was actually Heimer. And, um, you know, he's, he's going into the undercity. Um, and then from there, uh, Victor is, uh, injects himself with the uh, the shimmer and his eyes light up and um he does the same kind of blood ritual that he did before and um that starts to to what's the word like commune with the uh yeah the, the um hex core and uh, you see all the runes light up and everything it's just a really like this is where a, a lot of the animation really starts to take off is the victor scenes um yeah because it's it's pure like a lot of these scenes are actually pure art they're they're not digital at all um which is really really fun um that they're willing to do that um but uh but yeah and then vi kate and echo sneak up onto the bridge um that they're yeah, across yeah then, this is where the whole the whole bridge scene or the beginning of the bridge scene starts to go down yeah and um they progress through the montage is over at this point, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, montage is yeah. Over. So, yeah, they start to go down the bridge, and you, the first thing that they do is you know, they're about to separate, or the, they weren't intending on separating basically, but they were about to go over the barricade. And uh, that's when everybody's like, you know what, I can't, I can't do this, you know, I, I can't abandon powder again. Mm-hmm. And you know, they echo, of course, tried to convince her it's not 
powder. It's jinx now. You, you can't change her, blah, blah, blah. And she's basically like, I have to try. Like, it's kind of the attitude of either I'm going to do it or I'm going to die trying, right? Yeah. And Kate kind of realizes this is something that Vi has to do. So she supports her partner in the time of need. Yep. And um, <laughs> and so, you know, they kind of embrace. And meanwhile, you see, you know, Jinx is watching them uh, from up above. This whole thing go down and, and she's watching them closely. And she does not like it whenever Kate and uh, Vi hug. Yeah. That you get because you, you have Milo even more now because before it was just a, a disassociated voice, right? Yeah. But now we have actual like you know we have the body of Milo back, and now it's it's not only there but it's also kind of talking, and you get flashes of him, and it's talking to her, and um, yeah, and so it's it's you know trying to you you see her mention like oh it's just a hug, it's a, just a goodbye hug, and all this kind of stuff. Her trying to talk herself out of it while that you know that devil on her shoulder, Milo is um you know trying to convince her you know quote unquote otherwise mm-hmm. so yeah you get to see like the crazy and the jealousy like side really start to play out here it's a great great scene and i mean some of the best shit is about to happen here. yeah yeah uh, what did you think oh i mean yeah no it's it's uh jinx the it, whoever was or i mean it was a probably it was a team of people that were in charge but the way they envisioned um how uh, Jinx's inner monologues take place. It's really impressive. So, um, but uh, but yeah, no, they, they they never cease to amaze me in, in, during those those episodes. But uh, yeah, but yeah, you know, as they cross the bridge, um, lights come on and it's Marcus. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, good old Marcus, good old Marcus, and uh, Kate's like, you know, we we have proof. Um, they immediately are pointing guns at him, but uh, um. And uh, Echo's just like, you know, he's got the right hunch. Like he's everything about this scenario is is not right. Um, right. And uh, Echo's like, you know, don't give him the the thing. And and then uh, she's like, you have to. He's just like, shit. And then uh, Jinx does see that Echo has the the gemstone. Um, mm. Then uh, Marcus immediately just lifts his gun and shoots Echo like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Without a hesitation. Without, Without a hesitation. hesitation. And then he points the gun at Caitlin um, um, while he picks up This the, time uh, with hesitation. With hesitation. <laughs> Vi, of course, is running back. Um, and Jinx's you know, episode is getting worse now that Vi is running back. Um, and, the, uh, the animation that they do for Milo at this point mm-hmm. um, was fucking great. Yeah. Uh, I love it because you see him getting you start to see now like this is something that is progressing more and more and more because in this moment um, when things start to get even more tense the the Milo character is bigger now and it's like you see it like basically like encroaching upon her and like almost covering her and screaming and all this kind of stuff and snickering and laughing and it, it just shows that like that side of her starting to take over so yeah. they're doing new new version or I should say um, it's new almost visuals. showing like there's a new yeah. new level of personification being applied to this crazy side of Jinx. I fucking love it. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Marcus starts freaking out and he's, he's telling Caitlin, I, I told you to leave it alone. Um, and as Vi runs back, you start to see all these uh, firelights come in and um, they just kind of fill up the, the, the air. And then a uh, one of them lands on Marcus's um, gun and you see that it's actually not a firelight it's those uh, butterflies that Jinx was working on right um, yeah. those butterflies that were from the original progress day from episode 4 mm-hmm. uh, man it's just it's impressive how they 
<laughs> they, they they string those um, little pieces along. Um, yeah, exactly. And uh, it lands on his gun. He kind of looks at it, and um, it ticks and s- explodes right in his face. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, there's all these explosions, um, and it's uh, it's a massacre. Like, um, you know, I'm uh, I'm just surprised that Caitlin and Echo made it out alive there um, because no one else did, and they all had armor on. Um, well, they have these. The ones have a different type of armor on, John. Oh, these ones have a little thing called yeah, plot armor. Plot armor, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> thicker than any armor yeah, you know. know. <laughs> well, and then it. Th- this was another thing that another complaint that I kind of had is it showed Echo with a gun or not a gun, a bullet that was stopped on his chest. So mm-hmm. I guess he's wearing Kevlar or some sort of plate, you know? Yeah, he has he has something strong enough to stop a bullet. Yeah, obviously. which I, I'm all for, you know, I don't want him to die. But it's like, <laughs> uh, that was another one where you kind of have to just look past it and you're like, okay, guys, like, it would have been cool if, like, you know, there was some sort of thing that that we were able to, to latch onto and go, oh, okay, that makes sense, you know? But it's almost... it. Uh, I think it rather of, than just well, that's convenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's kind of what it felt like for me uh, whenever uh, uh, it, it showed that. Um, so the, yeah, uh, I, I, sorry, I'm kind of getting a little nitpicky, but I think it's important. Um, no, yeah, I think it's. I think honestly, like we are being objective about it, and I think we are pointing out whenever we don't like something because honestly, like we want it to be the best it can be. Yeah, so I think it's yeah. important to do that, but I. I just think it probably sounds like like oh they're just doing this because like you know they praise it so much that now they're just trying to try to find a little something. No, it's really no. not that. It's really just like <laughs> it's so good that like it's hard to find things. But whenever they do come around, they're usually very small, and like we yeah. that's the only thing we can mention about them. <laughs> well, and, and part of it too is you can't help but but notice it because it everything is so good that you you really start looking for for the the, the disconnects, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And this is one of those, you know, um, but uh, but the, then again, you look at the butterflies with, uh, you know, from episode four and you're just like and then you start to look at the Jinx's prior episodes, like whenever she's in the cave and you start to see a bunch of those little butterflies all over the place. And you're like, OK, they really laid the groundwork for that. Right. Yeah, um, so exactly. that's they showed that's, the work. Yeah, that's kind of what I expect, you know, for for any type of major development um, in the plot. Right. Yeah. It's the um, standard. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, uh, that happens. Jinx, you know, is uh, walking up uh, towards the, the aftermath. And mm-hmm. um, that's whenever you see uh, Marcus and he's uh, his arm's been blown off. And um, he looks at Kate and he's like, you know, tell my daughter, tell my daughter. And then he dies. Right. right. Um, which is a, a really tragic ending to a, a character I, I really did enjoy. Like it was one of those where, you know how do I explain it? Like you didn't have to like Marcus at all, but you, you felt like the, um, the, the pressure that he was under um, and the desperation um, near the mm-hmm. end there. Um, so, yeah, I think it was just a really, really well defined character. Um, so yeah, bravo on, on riot there. And I, I think that, you know, the way he went out was a, was a proper, um, you know, yeah, like because at the end of the day, he did do a lot of really bad shit. Like, yeah, whether he was under pressure, you know, because you know his his kid was going to be killed or or what, 
not like it's a terrible situation right but at the end of the day like he did fuck up yeah and he like he needs consequences or otherwise like it, you wouldn't have a good show yeah yeah so yeah marcus uh dies so yeah um and then uh let's see i'm looking at my notes um oh not not that much left um yeah let's see marcus dies and then uh, um jinx sees uh caitlin and vi you know um helping Mm -hmm. each other up um or vi's helping caitlin up and uh there's this moment where jinx is looking at him and it shows caitlin's face as like this devil face right um Mm -hmm. she's like smiling maniacally at at jinx and obviously it's a it's a hallucination um but you can just see like it's really starting to to come to the surface um where before it was it was more like you know in the cave and whatnot but yeah so i just thought that was a really interesting little dynamic there but it compels her to shoot at vi and caitlin right yeah um and as they do vi and kate push each other away so they can dodge the bullets and Mm -hmm. from there from the smoke echo is riding on his freaking hoverboard man it's yeah, the coolest man. shit i've ever goddamn Hell seen yeah, i was man. just like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and yet to remember Comes like, like a badass uh, three episodes ago you know jinx killed like one of his friends right um yeah and he has a uh, lot of anger towards jinx a yeah lot. yeah and uh you know he does this epic display with his hoverboard and, and manages to get the uh um, the the case that's holding the uh, the gemstone back, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he tosses it to to Vi and Kate, and he's like, "Get out of here! I got this kind of thing." You know, oh. um, I was just like, "This guy is such a badass man." <laughs> and uh, Jinx, what does she say? He's like, "Oh, she's look just like, oh, it it's is. the little boy savior, the or boy like savior, that. yeah, yeah, um, antagonizing him, kind of." And oh, he just gives this like like this kind of. And then, like, lifts his head up in his badass stance, puts his, like, brings down his, um, his little stop pocket watch. watch. Yeah. yeah, his little pocket watch is that. And uh, this is where, I mean, it's one of the coolest things I've ever, I've ever seen yeah. animation Why I really like just period. Like, it is so cool. I, the This cinematic, whoever made this, whoever had the idea for this, so fucking creative. Like, give this guy ten raises, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah the coolest thing i've ever seen give him his own show at this point you know yeah yeah it was objectively all of a sudden turned worse animation but was like way better because of it like it was so cool and like oh i just can't even describe it yeah it was the best well and it's Um, so so yeah it it has like a little flashback between jinx and echo of whenever they were playing you know uh you know for uh brevity's sake like cops and robbers right um and uh it's just the way the animation is done it's it's very um what's the word like it's very flat but it's also just like super expressive and like there's like spray paint everywhere and and things are moving in a like a very uh kind of stop motiony feel right like the Mm -hmm. the frame rate decreases but it looks really good and it interchanges between young echo and and older echo and it interchanges between young jinx and older jinx shooting uh fake bullets and real bullets right so it's it's almost like a um 
it's almost like a like I don't want to say acid trip. But it's not like it's it's just a very different it's a way. Totally to different form it. of animation yeah. that they that they apply, and it's first of all, I just want to say like whenever he starts ticking it, like is at one point whenever he drops that that pocket watch right, and he starts moving it left to right, you see it from like the perspective of like right behind the pocket watch right. Mm-hmm. So you see it kind of like covering the character as it goes by from the center point. I love how like it. it you know, whenever it starts clicking, it's just as if time was going back and you see jinx, 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 jinx. Then it goes powder, 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 powder. Mm-hmm. And it's like he was reversing time in that moment to then get into that unique animation scene. Yeah. It was, it was so cool. Like, literally everything that that is about this scene was just so fucking IQ 1000. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you know, it was brilliant. It really was brilliant. Um, yeah. Like, that, that's something so that literally, like, I've, I've talked to a couple people now and they're all just like, that thing that whole sequence like was incredible and it's it's very short but like whenever i was watching it the first time it felt like it was it wasn't ending it was so weird like i don't know how to explain it i was just like like enraptured with it but uh you want to know why why echo fucked with your time oh my god God. (laughs) he shattered my time <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm imagining Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, and then it, you know, it, it um, in the the little animation short, uh, Jinx gets Echo right with her toy mm-hmm. gun, and then he throws the stopwatch on the ground, and it and it does this rewind thing, and it goes back to whenever they're facing off, and uh, it he goes through a very similar sequence of events, just you know, normal paced. And uh, manages to to get in melee range of Jinx, and uh, he starts beating beating her up. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's really brutal and violent. And uh, yeah, Jinx is totally in a vulnerable state. And then he uh, starts choking her out, and then he he goes in for one more punch, and he he just stops because he he sees his his old friend. You know, um, exactly. Man, exactly. I fucking cry every time I see that shit. <laughs> It's just fucking with me now. Um, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> just, yeah, but uh, I, but yeah, man. Just whenever just they lock eyes, like, it's just uh, it's, it's so yeah. Intense. It's like he he just saw what Vi says is there. Yeah, right. And I don't think that he would have. I don't think that he would have seen that if it wasn't for like I mentioned earlier, Vi kind of reopening this old wound. Yeah. You know, because whenever you do that, like there is this kind of level where it's like you just get used to keep continuing to tell yourself it's not her. And like once you kind of convince yourself of it and you heal from it, like it's easier just to keep it closed by occasionally saying it's just not her. It's not her. It's yeah. not her. But, you know, in this case, now that like uh, this little ray of hope from someone else, it now just opened up like this this realm of new possibilities where he's thinking, shit, maybe it is. Ugh. And it, it's it's shown right here it's in her eyes. So powerful. Um, like. It's so good. And um, I just I just want to also say like for for everyone that's because this this kind of threw me for a loop. And um, the whole the whole animation scene that we were just talking about, like because there is that you know ultimates or I'm um, sorry, uh, Echo's ultimate ability is that he can rewind a very short amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. And he uses it to you know as they do in a cinematic, kind of correct his mistake in a, in a fight. Um, and uh, in this, like, I was very confused because, like, the stopwatch obviously isn't his Z drive. And, um, you know, it looked like he, like, rewound time. But I think that I kind of dissected after watching many times. And I'm just, like, because I'm one of those people that just kind of has to rationalize something to figure it out. 
um, I think I figured out the best excuse I'm ever going to get, which is in that t- in that time whenever he was basically dropped the watch and it was you know showing jinx 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 and then it went powder powder powder. In his mind, he was thinking back, um, like you know, to those days whenever they would kind of fight with each other, you know, play fight with each other. And I think he was legitimately thinking in that moment, like tactically, as far as this is what I did and this is what she would do, and he was thinking like, okay, how do I beat it going forward? Oh yeah. And then whenever he got hit but yeah, that's whenever he cracked it, went back and that was kind of his thought process of, okay, I think I know what I need to do. And then he went forward, did well, what it, he needed to do. And it's survived that, it. it's that classic, uh, samurai trope where it's like, you know, they, they envision the battle before the battles already place. won. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, <laughs> so. I, and that was the vibe I got, but it was just a, such a fresh, like new fun take version of it like yeah man yeah i was just like holy shit like and and i did love the firelight with the raven in the background yeah like yeah Uh, they juxtaposed him and it was so it was so good sorry back to the back to the like he was beating you know the shit out of her face yeah yeah but But, Um, yeah that it was followed by a a moment of just oh my god this is amazing to fucking shit i'm crying yeah (laughs) um but yeah and then uh you know jinx jinx looks at him too and and she uh like basically uh you know suicide out a grenade bombs herself yeah yeah um and uh, Vi looks back and and she's just kind of in shock. Like she just doesn't mm-hmm. know what to do because, you know, Kate's hurt and she's trying to help her. And then, you know, this giant explosion takes place. Like, did she just lose Jinx and Echo? Like, um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's just, uh, man, this is like one of those situations. You just it, everything hurts, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and then it shows the it kind of shows like the. Like broken. a little bit of what happened afterwards as far as just like yeah everything's kind of broken burnt and bruised um uh, around that, that bomb yeah. and then you see also the uh, stopwatch which is kind of like stuck in in time kind of broken and, and stuck in place yeah um and yeah man uh then it, it cuts right to right to credits after that yeah so so we made it through Whew. episode number seven. It was intense, dude. Um, but yeah, genuinely had some of the best, like we said, best animation that we've ever seen. Had really great build up to the end. Really led in well to these scenes that that pay off because that's what it is. Like they do the work to add into these. You know, for the vast majority of it, do the work that that end up creating these really powerful moments later on, both in both in each episode and to a larger extent each act. And to a larger extent, each season, I'm yeah. sure, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so how would you, let me just like, I, I don't think we're, we'll make this a thing of, or maybe we will, I'm not sure, but do you think that you'd feel good rating like one out of 10 basically per, per episode? Uh, yeah. I mean, do you want me to rate this one? Yeah, yeah. Give it a shot. Um, I think this one was a, man... I want to say nine, but I think I have to give it an eight just because there's Mm -hmm. like a lot of um, there's a lot of areas that I had to kind of bridge the gaps on. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I don't think it was as as clean as some earlier episodes. But Mm -hmm. however, like I think up until this point, that action sequence between Echo and Jinx is easily the best. 
So if you were to make me rate the whole episode, I'd probably give it like an eight. But if you're, mm-hmm. if I had to rate that action sequence, uh, that was a 10 out of 10 action sequence. Off the charts. Yeah. yeah. So, um, a sim- very similar mindset, except I, I will give it a, a nine. Nine. Because I only had, I only had very few complaints. And, and admittedly, this is probably the episode with the most complaints with even that being, you know, very little. Yeah. Um, but man, I got, I've, I've never seen anything be able to redeem something like that like that animation at the end like that was honestly like i have never been so like fucking geeked out before in my life whenever (laughs) something came on i can't remember the the last time something actually made me feel something (laughs) i mean the music was was great too like it because it has like this this hip-hop uh song well during Mm -hmm. the 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 art sequence right but then it's perfectly personifies echo right yeah but then it's juxtaposed with this very serious, somber music whenever uh, Echo and, and Jinx are face to face with each other. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. like the, that it's just a roller coaster of emotions, you know, like yeah. um, I'm stuck. They in make the you feel everything. Like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they make you just feel everything in, in the span of like basically two minutes. Yeah. Right. Then yeah. It was, it's insane. It's truly well, insane, dude. And, and that was one thing I was a little worried about with, was, you know, how are they going to intertwine Echo? How are they going to do him justice? Because he's he's not one of the main characters here. But, um, you know, he, he's got his own story. And the fact that they were able to intertwine all everyone's lives so organically, like mm-hmm. really just, man, it just it goes to show the the level of and I, I know we say this all the time, but the level of passion that these um, creators are putting into these characters. And I just you know, you, you want to see it everywhere. Like I don't want to limit this to to league IP like it needs to, you know, perforate all, all different IPs stuff where it's like you can tell like people put in their their heart and soul into something and nothing says it better than than the last you know five minutes of this episode so yeah exactly uh all right well we made it through you know it was a long ride but we did it um all right so episode seven everyone thank you all so much for listening please remember to you know go on apple podcast give it those five stars for us we'd really appreciate it um thanks for being along with the ride so far we got episode eight coming out it should drop you know, basically tomorrow, it seems at this point we're on the pace of, you know, one episode per day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to have that out for tomorrow for you guys. Make sure to check out the Twitter that we have, C-O-R underscore pod. And yeah, you know, give us a holler. Let us know what you think. And we, you know, we said that we we try the abridged, slightly abridged version whenever we begin this episode. But then we we naturally kind of went back to the old style, we realized, mm-hmm. um, because it's very hard to do because it's we love it so much it's hard not to analyze every little bit of it but um so we're maybe next episode we'll be successful in trying to make an actual abridged version to this um to help you guys out but anyways um let us know what you think and uh yeah we'll see you next time peace